2: We all have different tastes in music. Some of us like hip-hop. Some of us like vaporwave. So shouldn't we all be able to have different wireless options too? Because while one person might need unlimited, shared data might work better for someone else. And other people could be into having a mix of each, all in one plan. But that's their way. Exactly the way they want it. It's your wireless, your rules. Only with Xfinity Mobile. Go to XfinityMobile.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Requires post Xfinity Internet.
1: 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Urzil, Lacazette, Yo! Could not went But went went Man could have had that fight, but I'm gonna walk on site. Man had to grab that mic, You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with, the oh, man work with a good energy. Man's gonna with of these guys can't it's do that. amazing. It's That's Chelsea. you their focus and the joy I of equalising right. right. Man could have had that fight. I'm going to walk on to have to that ball. Yeah, i gas. So he's going i that I'm of it.
3: Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast, my name is Lewis and I'm joined by just a fellow Touchy Gooners there, I'm just joined by Sean. What's going on man, how are you? Well, you know, we were the only two who could be bothered apparently. I know, the, the other ones, uh, they're being bit lazy, man, I don't know what's wrong with them so. I know, man, we're the only ones with the work ethic but yeah, or maybe, maybe we're the only ones that are so, you know, emotionally invested in Arsenal that we actually come <laughs> out every Wednesday to talk about uh, yeah. Arsenal
0: <laughs> everyone else is tapped out now man they're bored of every time do you,
3: do you know what i feel the same about um i think it's the same with the the mugger pass um uh, podcast as well they're just like completely tapped out i was listening to it It sounded like they all just wanted to give up after 10 minutes <laughs> it's like what more else can you say if you, you know you've said it all before yeah you kind of feel you kind of feel like you're going around in circles isn't it yeah i think i think this is this is like a, a growing theme um not I think I mentioned this last week as well. It's not just under Emery. This has been Arsenal for a while. Obviously we got, we got a few more bits and pieces to talk about over the summer. Obviously the summer was really exciting um, in terms of signings. And then, and then obviously when Wenger left and we, you know, we appointed Emery, that was something to talk about, but it's kind of just been like routine from, you know, game week yeah. five last week, yeah. last year to game week 38. We were saying the same things, you know, and it's, probably going to be the same thing this year
0: yeah yeah i mean generally speaking been very encouraged by the work um the senior management have done like so for the first time i'm really encouraging sort of the direction we're heading in and um but yeah it's, it's 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 the manager like like for example if like obviously we all want attractive um possession based football but even if you decided like cool all right do you know what i'm gonna play very defensive and we're gonna grind out one nil wins at least you could see what he's trying to do there do you know what i mean even mm-hmm. if it's not pretty but it's kind of just a, a a mishmash and he's kind of hoping that he stumbles on something which i, I don't really know what it is so and yeah. i don't think at this stage anybody knows what it is it, it just seems it seems yeah but bo- it's just boring like and i think like on sat on sunday you saw so many empty seats as well like you yeah. it feels bad that it's only October, and we're already and at that
3: stage. Sunday, Shall yeah. Go. Well, before we get into the game on Sunday, uh, i just got to f- do a few housekeeping things. So, obviously, uh, follow us at the Touchy Gooners on... It's just Touchy Gooners, actually. I keep saying the Touchy Gooners, yeah. but it's not. <laughs> um, It's Touchy Gooders on Twitter. Um, you can obviously use the hashtag, uh, time Freckers. So, anything you disagree with, any funny bits, any non-funny bits, uh, obviously, use the hashtag, and we'll retweet it um leave us a review on itunes if you haven't done so already so you new people listening just be like you know your touchy goon is supported but you don't maybe don't listen to the other touchdown practice podcast leave us a review on itunes it's very 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 important we want to be propelled up those itunes rankings where we once were um so yes it's very simple you just go on the apple podcast app um you click write a review and leave a five-star review. Anything less, and we're coming for you, because I know a few people who are now to get IP addresses in it. So, we're we're coming for you if it's anything. There's a few four-star reviews there, you know. They they need to get dealt with. Yeah, (laughs) they need to get dealt with. So, um, yeah, obviously leave a review, and I hope you enjoy our little two-man podcast, which we don't do usually. But, yeah, Sean, let's get into the Bournemouth game, because um, let me give you my thoughts to start with. Um, Sure. So, I actually felt quite encouraged by the start. um the first fifteen minutes or so. I thought, oh, okay, we're like you know we're we're kind of getting at them a little bit um i I think our best spell in the game coincided with us scoring, which doesn't necessarily always happen. um I know we scored from a set piece, and uh it's you know, you know uh, we didn't really create much in open play. I can't really think of too many big chances that we had. But um, I felt like we started with a, a quite a high tempo, which we don't normally do. We we actually got at them. It um, didn't actually come to anything, uh, mind you. But, you know, it, it, for me, it was an encouraging start and I was happy to see that. I'm not too sure where it kind of, like, fell off, uh, but I definitely felt like there was a swing in the game where Bournemouth started to come back into it a bit more and it started to become a lot more balanced, I, I have a feeling it was like maybe near enough after we scored. I don't know if that was a a um a deliberate thing from Emery where, you know, we scored and we took our foot off the, the pedal. But um it was definitely after we we scored, we seemed to just, you know, go into this kind of like defensive mode where we stopped with the intense press in we, we stopped trying to make things happen and it became a lot more balanced after that. Even though Bournemouth didn't really look like scoring, I felt based on our start, we should probably have, you know, really pushed on and, and set a marker out, you know, and gone for, you know, a couple goals up at half time. But alas, you know, uh, we do have Unai Emery as our manager and um, things don't necessarily work out that way <laughs> What 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 did you think of the the opening fifteen minutes? Did your do your thoughts coincide with mine, or did you have a a, a different feel to the game?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Emery after um, the Europa League game last week, he said he, he was he was. I think Joe Willett came out and said, yeah, Emery's um, encouraging him just to go for more goals, and so and and Emery said that he wanted to sort of see that replicated. I mean, everything he's saying is very positive, but. You know, sometimes just the translation isn't good. But yeah, the, the first 15, 20 minutes of this game, I thought was very positive. We were getting at them. Um, but yeah, after that, it just seemed to, there seemed to be a, a kind of a, a, a quick drop off. Um, I don't know if if some of that's, uh, well, I do think some of it's structural. Some of it is, a and, and that's due to the fact that, I, I don't know what you think. I, I feel like when I'm seeing, jacquard guendouzi Sabios, it's almost as if it's kind of like a flat midfield free yeah. they're all kind of playing in a line so it's 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 not staggered um there's 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 not enough passing angles um to, to to be created and um none of them are fantastic athletically where whereas if we compare it to thursday when you had willock torreira and Sabios in there mm-hmm. um obviously the quality of opposition taken into account but the profiles meshed a lot better um you had you had Terreira at the base um, mopping up, um, tracking laterally. Sabyas um, was an option to help build up from deep as well, and Willock was getting up and down. So it it, it was just it, it felt a lot more fluid, and 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 this it, it just felt a lot more clunky because um, none of Sabyas or or Guendouzi really want to break ahead of the ball. So um so you've got it, it's kind of that that quandary. It, it the team does really feel like it's broken up into three different parts, like um the attack is very high up but then you know you've got acres of space in the middle before you find like those midfield trios and if you ever get past that midfield trio then you're you're right at the at the back line but i, I think this game that they the the midfield stay quite close to um the defenders so that it was it was a lot more compact in this game but yeah that kind of harmed us going forward because it, it is it is that link at the moment that it's uh we're just not linking anything in between um the the thirds and, and that's why you found we, we had a lot of sterile possession. So yeah. whilst we were on top, we didn't create a great, great deal. I mean we had you had that Pepe shot, um and then it just it there wasn't much. And and I think that that's the really concerning thing because we were a goal up and you're like, okay, cool. Take the game to them now. Hammer it, hammer it home. Um because for all the criticisms of vengar when we were going to goal up we would still chase the opposition and go for a couple more. So
3: hundred
0: uh, so so uh, and, and maybe Unai Emery does want to do that, but just the way he's setting up um, isn't helping. And people often obviously say, they said Tierney and Bellingham will be a massive help. Maybe they will be a massive help. But, I mean, a system that's so reliant on full-backs, is, is that really a coherent system that you'd be expecting on going forward?
3: Just... in regards to the fullbacks there I am of the belief that um, obviously they are going to be a massive help when they do come back but I just don't see how they would have impacted the game against Bournemouth because it's not like we were getting into positions where... And, and obviously, there's the argument to be made that, yes, Tierney is capable of getting into better positions than Klasnac. He's a better dribbler of the ball, no doubt. Um, he he seems to have a better movement off the ball as well. And and obviously, his delivery is... You know, we've, we've seen it. It's, it's 10 times better than Klasnach. Um and, and the same would probably go for, for Bellerin, maybe not to the same extent over Callum Chambers. But I just look at the way we were... Um, set up against uh, Bournemouth and the the way we were playing I just don't really see how Tierney and Bellerin would have made a, a huge difference to the way we played on on Sunday I, I I don't really see yeah I I don't buy into this notion that as soon as Tierney and Bellerin comes back all of a sudden we're going to be this tremendous football team um I I just don't see us cre- I, I I don't see us creating much more against Bournemouth than we did on Sunday, with Tierney and Ian Bellerin in the side. If you get, do you get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, oh, right.
3: cutting out. We got, we got Skype demons. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're
0: here. <laughs> you got me. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, as standalone players, uh, both improvements or not?
3: Oh, we've lost Sean again. We've lost you, Hello? mate. We've Are lost you.
0: Yeah, oh, you not got me.
3: I've I've got ya, but I ain't got ya.
0: Oh gosh. Uh right, you sound
3: alright now. Yeah, you sound alright now. I'm off.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Um yeah, so they're great in the positions that they're in, but yeah, um the the connectivity issues that we have in the midfield um uh, are a bigger concern. So th- there is a massive gaping hole in between the sort of the middle and the attacking third and we do need somebody to link that because um there's nothing There's nothing there otherwise because um, the others, they're just ending up being runners and they're ending up having to... That's not helping. That's not giving us anything at all. So mm. I really don't know how Unai Emery plans to to cover this. The fullbacks, like I said, they they will help um, help spam a few more crosses and cutbacks, but um, we can't really rely on that as our only source of, of creativity. So he's going to need to to be innovative in, in how he looks to address that.
3: Yeah. Okay. I mean,
0: I'm, I'm sorry. Go on.
3: No, go on,
0: go on. no, no, I was just saying, obviously we all have kind of our options in terms of how we would like to address that, but, um, it remains to be seen. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, I just, unfortunately I, I, I don't see it happening. I would, if, if, for example, he's going to persist with Xhaka, um, and, and we all have our, obviously our reservations on, on granite Xhaka. Um, you need to do the most to maximise the most of him. So you need to put someone with legs. Like remember in pre season a lot, Willock was playing beside him and I think we played like Bayern and they both coped quite well with that as well. So and they and they had Urza in front of them. And I thought that looked obviously it, it's not the greatest, but it's not the worst balance cyber as well. So mm-hmm. um
3: yeah. Got a bit of everything.
0: Yeah, that's that's it, that's it. And and, and they and it was the same against um the age last Thursday as well just the balance was better mm-hmm. the balance was a lot better as well so um
3: yeah I think the most frustrating thing that I saw from the Bournemouth game was I think um I actually felt like uh, the midfielders individually had fairly decent games Um Xhaka maybe less so but he didn't do anything wrong Um, you know I, I guess that counts as a good game for Xhaka nowadays doesn't it if he doesn't do anything wrong then you know 7 out of 10 for Xhaka but I actually thought Ceballos was played quite well um i think he did a lot of bright things yeah he overdoes it sometimes like he actually plays football like he's trying to impress his girl all the time you know like yeah
0: you, you, you saw you saw that tweet someone was like yeah yeah he plays football, yeah
3: like he's trying to impress his his WCW. exactly yeah yeah he's tra- he, he has to put sauce on everything you know <laughs> it's um it's interesting uh don't get me wrong i mean he's he's asking for a for a dirty slide tackle from from you know your Tony Hibbett's in the world uh, these people but you know I actually felt like he did some decent things on the ball um but the most frustrating and and Ganduzi as well I mean he plays well every week these days you know so it's uh we don't have to say too much about him but it's just frustrating because I feel like they had individually they they did well but the, the, the performance of the midfield as a unit you would say it was bloody awful um and that's not necessarily the players' fault. It's, it's just there doesn't, as you said, there doesn't seem to be any balance to to the way they're set up. There doesn't seem to be any real, uh, you know, plan of what what's supposed to be happening with these guys. They both want the ball. They all want the ball to feet. You know, no one wants to make any runs in it uh, off the ball, which is where someone like Willock obviously would come into great. Uh, uh, would being in, in great handy, you know. Uh, does, doesn't even make sense. Coming uh, to real handy, sorry. Get your words out. Yeah, what am I even saying? <laughs> this is what happens when it's just two people, you know. <laughs> there's so much pressure to talk. God, there's so much pressure. But yeah, um, yeah. Like, like, someone with obviously a uh, good off-the-ball movement would, would come in, in, in handy in that regard. But yeah, I just felt like they, they all individually had decent games. But, you know, Sabayos was uh, getting a bit of stick on Twitter you know I think Arsenal fans are starting to um, he's quickly becoming that player where Arsenal fans are like you know he looks nice but what does he actually do um, which I, I I see the criticism because he's not a goal scorer really is he um, he's, he's you know he's contributed to a, a a bit of our chance creation um i don't know what the actual stats are at the moment in terms of our chance creation but i would imagine he's probably one of the biggest chance creators when he plays um but he is kind of becoming like that player where you know you know he's good but what does he actually do on the pitch
0: so um yeah i, I actually i'm not actually sure how high up he is for chance creation actually um and 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 this was Kind of ties in with the misconception, I think a lot of people thought you were getting another number ten, which mm-hmm. is not at all he's one of the he's a build up player as well um but I think remember a couple of weeks ago we are saying um so i don't know if they if they can always mesh well together, so um it might be a case if you choose one or the other because there was no sorts of problems with that um last thursday he he was coming um short and Willock was pushing on. Um, so yeah, he, he kind of, he I think he offers good balance, he offers good ability to dribble out of pressure, um, retains the ball well, keeps it, moves it well. But I mean, it is, a, it is a fit, if you're going to hold him to account, yeah, and you could say he doesn't really bag enough or he, he's, he's not he's not creating enough. So maybe I would like to see him um, stamp his authority a bit more and, and sort of create more And and maybe, I don't know if that's an area of his game where he can improve to maybe push forward and be more of a connector for mm. us. Um, but yeah in the absence of the fact that obviously uh, Ozil's not going to be used um, you can hope he, he would be um, used that way because the fact of the matter is um, we're not very cohesive we're not fluid through the third so I do feel like we need to play a 4 2 one to have someone in that area in that area to, to, to sort of help create to help link up um, unless the only other way to do it is, is obviously when Lacazette comes back and he plays as the 9 and Obis shifts slightly wide um, so because Obba will obviously—I mean, sorry—Laka will drop in and um, he'll help to maybe create another number there as well. So, yeah, Just
3: um, be that link think, man that we need. Yeah, yeah,
0: maybe, maybe that kind of any other way I can see it working um, in this current, guys.
3: Yeah. Um, what about the? Uh, d- d- obviously, Bournemouth didn't really give us too many issues, but was that? Um, was that an improvement from our end defensively or do you think that was solely at the hands of Bournemouth's poor attacking display?
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, they had a few moments in the second half but overall they weren't great. Uh, Like I said, I I do feel like at the moment the midfielders are playing a lot closer to the defenders as well so we are being a bit more compact and that's helping us defensively Um, but at the same time obviously, like I said, that's creating issues further forward as well so, um it comes back to sort of spacing issues as well and, and sort of just picking sort of the right profiles. Um they were okay. Uh Socrates and Louise. I mean actually, do you know what? Louise was all right this game. Socrates yeah. still had a few hairy moments He yeah. really had to be sold out a few times. I remember Chambers making a few sort of last ditch mm-hmm. sort of interventions as well. So um so it was okay. Um I, I would at some point like to see holding come in um for one of the two. And obviously, naturally, Tinney and Bellerin will come in as well. So I think we can, Im- I think there's still another level to- for us to improve defensively. And hopefully that will lend a hand uh, uh, offensively as well. But um, yeah, defence is 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 meh. It's, it's, it's still the same thing. We're still, I mean, we didn't allow as many shots on goal this game as we no. have done in previous games. Um, but like I said, we didn't take, we only had two shots on target the whole game. And, yeah. and, and that's, and and that's very very poor it's it's very very poor um people are saying that oh i mean what else can we expect but arsenal was still better than 80% of the teams in this league we should still be able to go out and imprint our foot on the game and and, and take control and stamp our authority so sure. um so yeah uh yeah it. i
3: mean t- 10 shots from goal i think we had it's kind of like the average for us this season isn't it it's you know i don't really remember too many games where we have you know gone wildly beyond you know 10, 10 or so shots? Um, I'm just trying to think of games. Uh, I, think, I,
0: I think it was um, the only one was the North London derby where we had them pending, and we. But it wasn't like there were some um, a few chances, but a lot of, oh, right, sort of speculative yeah, t- Twenty six well.
3: shots, yeah, yeah.
0: So I think the North London derby was it was the only one, but that was thirteen uh, shots due,
3: outside the box.
0: Yeah, game mm. state, game mm. state at the point as well. So um, yeah, so I, I, I'm not sure that's an outlier to sort of rely on as well and plus it's a derby it's always things can always go out the sort of window in that sort of environment as well
3: sure yeah I'm just looking like at our record like um since Villa so we've I know one of them was a Carling Cup game and the other was a Europa League game um but we've kept you know three clean sheets and only conceded one goal in the last four I think we're unbeaten for uh, how many games is it now? We're unbeaten for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games we're unbeaten now. Um, it doesn't quite feel like it, does it? But I guess it's going back to last season. This is the, the exact same stretch last season where we had that. Was it a t- 25 game unbeaten? Yeah, run or tw- tw- tw-
0: 22 game unbeaten. 22
3: unbeaten. Un- yeah. You wouldn't put it past us doing that again, would you? You're looking at we've got yeah. Sheffield United next in the league, we've got Crystal Palace um we've got liverpool in the league cup but i mean who knows what kind of team Liverpool's going to put out but you're looking at the the, the run of fixtures we have mm-hmm. and you could probably see us getting you know near those uh near that unbeaten run record you know um i think the maybe our most difficult game we've got coming up in november we've got Leicester away okay i see a very tough um, yeah so and
0: yeah so i mean like you said we, we have a series of, of winnable fixtures now um and, and and i guess on the surface of it because there are a lot of people who were kind of like well we've only lost one game all season yeah. and uh we're third in the table Um and it was so a game we were but,
3: supposed to lose as well right? it was yeah, a game we expected yeah. to lose
0: yeah so on the surface it looks okay but do you know what i mean so um but it it, it comes back to to sort of the process as well and and i think it's, it's and I found it quite annoying. A few people who are kind of like, well, what are you moaning for? Like we're in a good position. We're only one point off Man City, mm-hmm. but I was like, that's not obviously telling the whole story. And, and plus, like we're on quite a favourable I mean, fixtures at the moment. One semi hits as well, which is why I think this sort of period is very important for us for, for in terms of pot accumulation. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also in, in, important in terms of yeah, just improving the the general level of performance.
3: Definitely. Um, I think the the thing that would, the the thing I don't like about that argument about, um, oh, you know, well, you know, we're doing well. You know, we're, uh, you know, we're, uh, what are we third in the league, is it? Are we third? I think we're third, maybe. Yeah, we're third. Yeah, we're we're third. you You know, we're third in the league. We've only lost one game. I understand that completely. And I wouldn't have such a big issue with it if it wasn't for the people that then, when results do start to turn against us, you know, they're the one saying oh you know I don't know what's changed you know uh, earlier in the season you know um, we were winning these games but that's the whole idea of performances you know um, the idea of you putting in good performances is that you're able to, sus- to, to sustain them sorry so you know but games that these games against Bournemouth where they are close the games against um, Villa where maybe we were a bit lucky to come away with three points Watford you know we got a point in the end those results aren't necessarily going to be if we put in those same performances again the results may change next week and this is the issue with our form currently is that you can't say with any great certainty that we've got Sheffield United next. You know, I, I know you're not going to be betting any money on us winning that game. You know, I, I'm not. certainly not going to be either. And that is the thing. If we were winning these games and, you know, we were playing reasonably well, then you could say, yeah, you know what? I think we could, we could beat Sheffield United and we could have some conviction when saying it. But the issue is, is obviously that we're not performing well. And to me, that game's a 50-50 game you know and it's, it sounds ridiculous to say because I can't I don't even think I can name you a Sheffield United player you know <laughs> I don't know about you I, I I let me have a look at their team now I mean I'm pretty well,
0: sure Ravel Morrison <laughs> oh somebody, does, does Ravel he, even play I, he doesn't even play I don't
3: think he right. can even plays so. that's what I'm saying it's it's Crazy that we can go into a game like I know United.
0: They they've got Phil Jagielka as well, but I'm sure he doesn't play either. So right?
3: Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 this is it exactly. One of the weakest teams in the league, and you would you'd be expecting to go there. You know, eight games unbeaten or whatever I said. You know, four three sheets in the last four games. You would be expecting to to go there with some confidence to to get a victory. And I just do not feel that way at the moment. I I've got more confidence that we won't win the game. Um. And that's my biggest gripe with the performances at the moment, is that there is no real reason to, to have belief. It's it's based on nothing, really. Uh, oh, I'm even looking at the wrong team here. Sheffield United. Yeah, I'm just trying to look at some of their their players, see if I know any of them, which I should bloody know some. John Fleck. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Scottish Football one yeah. legend. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Ollie, Ollie Norwood. Luke Freeman, Arsenal legend. Oh yeah, mad. Nice. Yeah, you yeah. don't play though. Mohamed Besage He used to play for Everton, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He, yeah, he okay. I think he started off quite well at Everton, didn't he? And then
0: Yeah, I remember and he must have just tailed off. Okay. Yeah.
3: Um yeah mate. Don't know many of these other players. They got Leon Clark in their squad, which is interesting. Um so yeah, I mean look, that that game for me is is a real toss up. Um
2: there's more to working from home than emails so you need wi-fi with reliable speed the most in-home coverage and built-in security you need xfinity XFi. that's simple easy awesome switch to xfinity internet and learn about our great offers you'll get amazing value with speeds that deliver and reliable coverage you can count on and with XFi advanced security you can keep all the devices in your home connected and protected from wi-fi network threats go online call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store to learn more today restrictions apply
3: just going back to the Bournemouth game, I was just uh, going to see if we could go through some of the. Were there any other talking points you wanted to go through? I mean, uh, Pepe obviously is a big one. Um, you know, uh, he dragged off after sixty-three minutes. Um, obviously, you're you're a staunch defender of him. Uh, he can't do no wrong in your eyes. So, uh... <laughs> so what's uh, what's your, your defence this week, sir?
0: No, it's, uh, it's 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 the same. It's the same as it is. Um, I, I think he's doing some stuff well, some stuff not so well. But my, but my general premise is is that he's he's not being helped. We're just giving it to him and asking him to beat three four players and mm-hmm. do something every time. Um, like I said, there, there there's no sort of connect type. If you knew the sort of player he was at Lille, he's a combination player. He's got no one to combine with. So um, so my only hope is that obviously when Laka comes back, that's an option for him. Bellerin come coming back on the right will help to create space. Um, so like I said he's gonna have to learn because I, I don't think Emory's gonna be the one to cultivate that sort of cohesion um to be effective on his own. So let's let's see. Hopefully like I said, Laka and Bellerin will help him. Um but yeah, he, he wasn't he was uh he done some okay things. I, I generally speaking, since he's been here, I'll give him a five out of ten. Just um but I know there's a lot more to come from him. So yeah, he wasn't great but I have a lot of faith and like I said I'd be willing to bet a lot of money with people that he will be a success but yeah it just takes time and um, you've seen people have come out Wenger spoke about him um, says he rates him highly he says he just needs to adapt um, even Zaha came out today he was like yeah, you know, he's a sick player it will come so uh, like I said I'm I've got a lot of stock, a lot of
3: faith. I'm mm-hmm. um, not selling lot. any of those shares yet. No, 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 no. no not, not, not even not even, not, not even a little backhander. You not, know, just get getting. Uh, just...
0: I'm even going to buy more. Okay. <laughs>
3: all right. Okay. Okay. All right. So, I like that um, mentality. It gives me so, encouragement. Yeah. 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 It gives so, me encouragement.
0: I, so obviously, I, I know a lot of people uh, are not encouraged, um, and and that's fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's in, entitled to their opinion. Um, some people are just basing it off what they've seen at the moment and and not what they've seen previously but um, he's a very talented guy in my opinion so and I think in time he he will show it
3: so my main thing with Pepe is that there was a clip going around I don't know if you saw you probably did see it Um, it was about um, where Pepe picked up the ball and he beat like three or four man uh what what the clip failed to do obviously was uh <laughs> it clipped it clipped out the part where he actually gave the ball away which is which is fair he had like four, he had four man to beat but that summed up uh pepe for me um quite well is where he's actually picking the ball up and i tried to explain this on the touchline pod on sunday is and i think i've done it on touchy Guna as well we spoke about like where he's picking the ball up and it's he's picking up he's picking the ball up in these positions far too often to be effective how can you affect the game on the halfway line when you've got four players to beat no no one around you to pass to you know Aubameyang's maybe too far away as you said we've not got that link player where Ceballos is running ahead of the is running ahead of Pepe to you know as a connector we haven't got that um and I felt that that summed up Pepe's struggles quite well um but where he did frustrate me again was the basic technical stuff. So I think you mentioned earlier that he had a good shot on goal. Um there's something about his technique for that shot that doesn't sit well with me. Like it's it's a scoop. You know, it it, it never looks like it's going in. If anything it if anything it's kind of like a a um is kind of messed with our our imaginations a bit like it looks like it's going in but it was nowhere near going in do, 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 do you see where I'm, where I'm coming from with that shot
0: yeah to, to, to an extent like, but, um,
3: but he's had too many of these shots on goal where you know it looks close but it's not quite close and the technique looks off and I don't see how he's going to score goals when, <laughs> when he can't get his foot through the ball
0: so so can i ask a question when we saw when we were signing him yeah obviously i'm assuming you went to go and see like loads of youtube videos did you question i even his, watched him you, live yeah so so what so what did you think when we were signing him like when you were watching like these videos of his technique did you question it then or is it more no. just your so he looked like a relatively attention?
3: good finisher to me i didn't really yeah. see too many long range i think what, what uh 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 definite um difference between his time at Lew and Arsenal is he's having to take a lot more long shots on and maybe that's because he's just not getting into the area enough we're we're not a counter-attack inside we're not very good at you know we're not very good at transitioning from defense to attack which is where he's obviously going to be his best at but um I think a noticeable difference is the amount of long shots he's taking and maybe that's just not a strength of his is this you know long shooting kind of thing but um when I saw him at Lille, yeah, he looked like a relatively decent finisher of the ball and a relatively decent striker of the ball. But as I said, I didn't really see him shooting the ball from range as much. So maybe it's a technical deficiency with his long-range shooting, and you know his short his uh, short-distance finishing seemed okay to me at Lille. Um,
0: after 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 this, I'll send you a couple uh, clips and, and tell 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 me what you think because I've, I've there's a couple shots. That have come to my mind of when he was at Lille and he was taking shots outside the box. So I'll send it to you and, and you not know,
3: it man. Like, maybe the that- balls are different in it because I remember when <laughs> Memphis Depay, yeah, when he came Man United, he was on free kicks taking shots. They were going into the stands, but in Holland they were bloody going in, mate. You know what I mean? So maybe it's the balls, maybe it's the air. I don't know. Maybe the atmosphere is different in England to what it is in France. I don't know, but. I, I'm telling you, Depay had this, this a similar issue. In Depay, he looked like uh, in Holland, he looked like a really cold striker of the ball, and he would come to England and he couldn't hit a barn door with a bus, you know. And I, I don't know, I, I don't know what it is about this kind of. Uh, maybe it's the pressure. Maybe he's overthinking it, and therefore it's affecting his striking technique. I'm sure there's a, a multitude of reasons as to why it is, but. It's worrying me because he he hasn't shown me anything great um uh, with his ball striking. Meads tried to reach on the pod about, you know, how the corner was uh poorly struck. I didn't think it was poorly struck, I actually thought uh, it was a decent delivery. I
0: heard him, he was waffling.
3: Yeah, up. that was an absolute
0: he bunch was of bollocks.
3: <laughs> yeah, he was. Um anything to discredit him and, and make Louise's headers seem better which it was a great header to be fair, um which we should touch on briefly. But um, I am really worried about if there's if there's anything I'm worried about, it's his ball striking technique. I've seen him dribble. He's got, you know, he can beat players. He's got some of the highest um, take-on stats in the Premier League this year. You know, I think only Zaha and um, I can't remember who else. There's one player ahead of him. But per game, he's like third in terms of completed take-ons. So I'm not particularly worried about that because I feel like if we can get him into isolated situations... Nine times out of ten, he's probably going to beat his his fullback, but it's 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 the other parts of his game now where to create that that little bit of space for a shot, the actual ball striking itself. I, I don't have any confidence in him to 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 test a goalkeeper.
0: Fair fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm 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 not sure particularly. I, I think it could be like you said, it could be a multitude of reasons as um as, as to why it's just not clicked on the whole frame um so then Veng- often spoke about sort of the, the the cultural adaptation um maybe it is linked to confidence is, is is lack of not knowing what what's going on around him at the moment as well so I, I think it could be a multitude of reasons um but yeah generally i'm probably still on the side of i'm not really that worried um so like i think that that point you just mentioned about you know that bit where he um dribbled past like four players and you know the bit where he lost it mm-hmm. at Lil that's where he would have knocked it off like played a one-two with someone but
3: he had no one but, to play the one-two but, with but
0: who is there was no one to for him to play a one-two with so it was like okay cool he's beat like three four guys now he's got to try and beat like a fifth mm-hmm. like and, and you're you're thinking to yourself like that's ridiculous like th- there's very few players who you ask that of let alone like that complete it like regularly do you know what i mean so yeah um, so yeah I, 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 like I said m- more I'm still on the side of we need to help him more so um, and, and like I said hopefully in, in my mind the way I'm thinking of it it will be Lacquer and Bellerin to, ho- to help him um, uh, at this moment in time so yeah but I still steadily expect to see um, an, an improvement over time it took him um, 12 games to score his first goal for Lille when he went there as well mm-hmm. so um, and Marco Beasler paid him as a striker but then Beasler got sacked and then um, the new the manager moved him to the right wing and that's where he flourished from there So um, so yeah so I um I still think he'll be a success, but it might be a while before we see the best of him. So and that's Mm. yeah. So I'll 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 still sit on that side, yeah.
3: What did you think of Saka's performance? Probably like his most quiet performance so far this season, maybe in an Arsenal shirt. Um, in terms of like impact on the game, you know, he was very good against Man United. I thought Um, obvious impact against Frankfurt, Villa. I I thought he was good before he got taken off as well. Um, this game just seemed to be. uh, a game that he really struggled to make his mark on
0: yeah yeah um he, he was uh he was quite quiet but kind of similar to what i just said about about pepe as well we're, we're not really helping these guys mm-hmm. because because of the the sort of the disconnection between the midfield and attack it's kind of like um well we're not creating any passing angles through the middle so we will just pass it out to them wide and hope that they can conjure up something mm-hmm. like i said um that's it, it's not it's not a sustainable way of attacking and, and like i said once in a blue moon need they will once in a blue moon he'll dribble past two players and he will hit top bins, but more often than not he's going to turn over the ball. Do you know what I mean? So we need to do more to help him in that aspect. Um, Bour- Bour- Bournemouth, in comparison to sort of United, they also sat quite deep, especially in the first half as well, didn't they? So there wasn't um, a great deal of space to to operate in him, and, and and he's not really what you would describe as a as a combination player anyway. So um so yeah, it, it, it wasn't too it wasn't too too great on that. But yeah, I mean it's expected. He's 18, he's gonna blow hot and cold. Um, there'll be some games where he's really good, some games where he's not so good. Um, generally speaking, I'm just kind of looking forward to the fact to having Lacazette back now. Like I think like even though Lacazette has his own issues, I think we've really, really missed him yeah. um, in, in, in the last few weeks as well. And and he's the only sort of one who will make like who will make the who will the attack better than than the rest of them. Because like I said, ob has been fantastic, fantastic goal scorer, but he's not gonna help our attack be better if yeah. that makes sense so yeah, yeah um so yeah so i'm so i'm looking forward to to Oba, to um lacquer coming back obviously that means obber will shift slightly wider but um like i said with tinny and bellerin two athletic fullbacks coming back hopefully that means we can station um obber and pepe a bit more inward and, and, and closer to lacazette so they can all combine in sort of close proximity because that, that's what i kind of think with um because you know when you watch manor and saleh uh, mana mana why Salah. does
3: everyone make that why does everyone <laughs> make that mistake <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I think we've actually got a pod called mana and and right, <laughs> mana and Salah. i think or.
0: yeah mana and Salah. so yeah. you see because um that's how they play at liverpool they don't hug the touchline you know what i mean so mm-hmm. they're kind of like in that inside forward channel so mm-hmm. they receive the ball they've got um either trent or robertson on the overlap so they can either drive straight in at their marker or, or they can pop it off to Firmino, who you know is going to return the ball to them as well. So um, I'm kind of hoping, obviously, maybe not to that extent, but Laka will be able to do something similar for mm-hmm. us as well. So, yeah, that, that's kind of my hope on that front.
3: What was your thoughts on, number one, uh, Martinelli coming on so early for Pepe? So Martinelli got half an hour. Um, yeah. Was you at all int- Like, Did that surprise you that he came on... As early as that, uh, Emery seems to trust him quite a lot.
0: Yeah, Emery likes him, and and every, everyone likes him. Rightly so, he's a he's a he's a great talent. Um, and based off his two performances, he, he's deserving. Like you know, similar to what Emery did with Saka, he's, he deserves his opportunity. So he, he got his opportunity. Um, but one of my things with him is that why I see him not as a winger and more as a striker. He's more, as a winger, he's just more head down and run. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've if, if you got that sort of vibe from yeah, him yeah, as well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I prefer him more in the middle where he can sort of scan a bit more. We can. He, he's more of a pressing trigger from the front as well. Um, I don't really want him dribbling long distances. Because mm-hmm. uh, even though he's quick and he's athletic, um, I, I just... It, that sort of technique is is something he probably needs to work on at this stage as well. So he's not someone who's going to dribble past. Like he's more of a kick and run player at this stage sure. as well. So um, so yeah, good for him to get minutes um, long term. I I wouldn't want it to be to be wide, but um, I guess obviously when Naka comes back as well, that 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 will be where he plays if he does get minutes as well. So mm. um, so yeah, f- 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 um, good good for him. Um, but yeah, like I said, he he will also suffer from the fact that there was connectivity issues as well so um, like because what in, ended up happening is that obviously he brought on Willick and, and Torreira as well to try and uh, you know as as, as Bournemouth's influence grew as well mm-hmm. but they just ended up running back it didn't really help establish any sort of control for us in the game as well yeah
3: um, yeah so I, 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 we haven't actually spoke about I think we recorded the pod the day the, the day before the Liège game so we didn't actually get a chance to speak about Martinelli's uh, performance against Liège which was you know Two extremely well taken goals um, and a nice assist as well. He he really does look like a, a proper player, and I think he is someone now that you know could well be accelerated into the uh, into the senior setup and become quite a key po- quite a key uh, cog in the team as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was he was fantastic against liege wasn't he? Um, I, I, tw- I I remember Henry coming out after the game and said he's he's not a striker. I'm like. He's exactly yeah, yeah, he like that's, he That's 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 his position like. He's
3: goal hungry
0: man. Yeah, he's goal hungry. Love the way he presses from the front. Um like I said, I, I think he it's better when he's got a bigger scope of the picture mm-hmm. rather than when he's muted to one side of the pitch. Um so I much prefer him there. Um and yeah, he, I think he also linked up a couple times with Willick in that game as well. Yeah. So I, I I was really really just impressed overall with him and and I would love to see him develop there. I did also say actually at the time as well. Um uh, that prob- him doing what he's doing at the moment isn't probably isn't good news for Eddie and especially as he's two years younger sure. than Eddie as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, um, a lot of players are, are quite infused because obviously we've, we've got we've got Martinelli, we've got Enketia, we've got um, Balogun who's doing mad numbers for the under twenty threes in his first season, um, and you've got John Jules as well. Um, pretty much like only one, maybe two of them can make it. Two of them will have to go. So.
3: Um, but based on what you've seen, I, I, there's not really a contest between there's
0: there's no contest. Mm. Uh, I, I, I unfortunately like I know Eddie's being mentored by Ian Wright at the moment, and like it, it's it's really good for him. But I just thought this is a real real spanner in the works
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, for him personally because I just see more mileage. I do. Uh, with, with Eddie, he's not as as big as a of a threat outside the box. Yeah. Like with Martinelli, like you know when he turns and runs at you, You're um, in big he, he, yeah, he commits people. Um, whereas Eddie's more of a he, he doesn't have as many touches outside the box. He's more of it's a He's a is a, a, bo- a, a, bo- a, a oba, is it oba? Is
3: it oba? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he's, he's
0: pretty much yeah, a, just a, a a much younger, watered down version of oba as well. So he he doesn't sort of like with Martinelli as well. He has a real presence about him, mm. him as well. So um, yeah, unfortunately, Eddie doesn't have that. Um, so. maybe I'm projecting and maybe I might be completely wrong but the way I see it
3: No, I don't don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I think I think Marcelli's definitely shown me parts of his game that I thought that I didn't really recognise during pre-season and I'm very surprised at how good technically he is. Um, His back to game back to uh, game ability looks uh, back to goal sorry Um, ability looks really good Um, like a couple swivels and turns that are really really impressive. I don't I, I was a bit worried when I heard uh, Emery say that he's not a striker. I mean, how can you possibly look at that performance and say this lad isn't a striker? Like, it makes no bloody sense,
0: you know? It's, it's, to, to me, to me, it's ridiculous. Like, he reminds me a bit, like, like, the way he is. Like, there's a real tenacity about his game, like, Carlos Tevez, yeah. to an extent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see. That, that. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I know people, uh, Leroy said as well, like, Human son as well, like he, obviously he he's very aggressive in the way he attacks space as well. So um, and like he said, like we, let's talk that header he scored was a joke. Like it was so so good, um, Giroud
3: esque.
0: Yeah. oh mate, mate. Like I said, like I've said before, he um, he hunches over, so you don't re- actually realize he's quite he's not short. He's yeah. like five foot ten. So mm-hmm. um, and he's still got a lot of growing to do into his body as well. So um once he improves his sort of resistance to challenges as well. Um, yeah, I, th- I think this will be like his value already. Like before, <laughs> for, for six million, it's, it's like skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen an interview of him today as well. He was just talking about how he's really grateful for the opportunity to be at Arsenal mm-hmm. and wants to establish himself. So it, 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 it's really promising. He
3: sounds like he's come out of like a lab in Brazil. Like everything <laughs> about his life has been, you know formulated and per, like carefully constructed that he's going to one day be in the Premier League you know I read the article about him on in the Athletic uh, sorry no Leroy sorry we've got to get Leroy to eat sorry let's <laughs> edit that bit out um, yeah uh, I read an article somewhere about him I don't know where it was but um just you know everything about him has kind of been formulated to you know he's been taking English lessons since he was like 15 years old or something like that you know um, so He's definitely got, I feel like, he's like a Canelo Alvarez to me in terms of, uh, if anyone don't understand the boxing reference, but <laughs> like Canelo was kind of like groomed from a really young age that yeah, he was going to yeah. become this superstar player, you know, and they put him in the pro ranks really, really early, um, mm. earlier than any normal person would go into the pro ranks in boxing. I feel like Marcinelli's the same because, you know, they they put him... That he he was playing pro football from a really, really young age when maybe yeah. he should have been at, you know, like a maybe a, a normal Brazilian player would have been playing maybe under 23 or under 21 football for, you know, one of the bigger clubs. He decided, I'm going to go and play senior football at a lower level and get my, you know, get my uh, experience under my belt. And uh, yeah, I just feel like um, he, he he seems like he's groomed to really be a, a a superstar, you know, maybe not a superstar, but a, an extremely good footballer. And I like that about him. That gives me a lot of confidence in his mentality as well going forward.
0: Yeah, to, to, totally agree. He reminds me more of like an Argentinian rather than a Brazilian.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: in just, just the way just he the, is t- like... the tenacity. Yeah, especially in the tenacity like he is. He's not really like someone like... You know what you think of Brazilians? Like, obviously you think of like Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, mm-hmm. like bare stepovers, bare just like, he, he's not. He's very, like, like, much more, like I said, Tevez Aguero, like, he just goes straight for goal. Uh-huh. Like, he, he, he will... Um, and he's got a, a taste of sort of the suarez about him, not so much the trickiness as well, but just the, the kind of that, that will to the score. Will, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we better yeah. take
3: advantage of it quickly before he ends up in Gaucho. When he finds <laughs> out about Gaucho, yeah, because they, they're going to get him off this £500 a week contract soon <laughs> and he's going to be able to afford it, isn't it? So Basically. when he ends up in Gaucho and he starts getting fat... Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe he won't have the same uh, qualities. Um, let's, before we uh, wrap it up, let's do a few listeners' questions. So, Flavor in Your Ear asks, thoughts uh, on the Mustafi article, especially his point about Petit's criticism? I actually haven't read the article because someone sent it in a group chat and I was like, can I really be asked to uh, read shitloads of information about Mustafi? Um, and I chose with no. Uh, that was my personal decision Um, but (laughs) Sean being the fiend that you are I know you probably did read it of course I (laughs) did yeah yeah Um,
0: yeah like I said he got um, I felt a bit sorry for him reading the interview and it like um, especially like Petit's criticism was just he he was saying that he he feels like an ex-player should know how it feels so he thought that was harsh so he was just basically talking about he understands criticism but he just felt the abuse especially online has been a bit too much but um but generally he, he seems quite strong um I think people have said that there's mechanisms for players now to sort of deal with that sort of social media abuse as well so um yeah uh he's kind of here until we can get rid of him mm-hmm. uh, but then again like obviously it's only been cup games he's played but he hasn't really done anything bad this season, so he yeah, doesn't like. know. Yeah, so, which so, so, so. is quite worrying, really, isn't yeah, it? Well, <laughs> <yeah, yeah. laughs> and he's played in both what cup games. He's both played, cup paid both yeah. both Europa games, clean sheets, and the cup game clean. Ah, uh, you know, I saw a tweet. They were like, um, I, th- I think someone tweeted it was like. Uh, Mustafi's played three games and cut cre- three, sh- three clean sheets. I prefer not to speak. So, uh, <laughs> so
3: yeah. Uh, how um, you can possibly be a Mustafi stan account? Like, it's, it's just... Uh, it's, it's, it's do you not have tremendous. any honour at all? Like, it's it's awful. Like, do something with your life. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah. Um, but,
0: but, but hopefully, like, him playing is building up his value again and we can shit him in jam. So...
3: Yeah, I mean, he's he's probably going to get quite a few more games, isn't he? We're, we're still in the cup. Um, we've, we'll probably have a... The Europa League should be finished before Jan, shouldn't it? Like in terms yeah, of yeah group we'll stage. be done before Jan. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, hopefully he shows enough and Fenerbahce or someone need a centre-back or, you know, so maybe maybe could ship him back to Germany, I don't know. But, yeah, um, yeah and just in terms of the, the abuse that he gets, I mean i don't understand i don't like it in the stands i i don't like players being booed or you know whistled off i i i generally i just don't see it how any benefit comes off of that but you know criticism on social media criticism on podcasts i i don't see anything wrong with it I- I, you know people are entitled to their opinion as long as you aren't like
0: personal with it personal with it yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. you criticise him all you want I I don't really care I've got no affiliation to him but yeah it's just when like you start calling him like just personal names uh, I think that's a bit too Mm -hmm. much for me but each to their own innit
3: yeah definitely Um, let me do some a few more um so Count Draxula asked, would you give Chambers a chance at DM? Both times he's gone out on loan and both clubs moved him to DM. Plus he is tall, so Emery will get a hard-on for
1: that.
3: <laughs> 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 Very true. Um, yeah. Just my thoughts on that are, so I think he would probably be a better option than Xhaka. I think he's better technically than Xhaka. Um, He definitely has more presence than Xhaka. Maybe a bit more mobile than Xhaka? I don't know. They're both as stiff as each other really aren't they but um, as a DM option if that's the route that Emery wants to go down um, I would consider Chambers a better option than Xhaka do you think so yeah because I don't I don't see what Xhaka really brings to the table technically that Chambers can't I think I think Chambers would be I know it's different playing in defence and playing in midfield, and we spoke a lot about that. You know, it's just a different skill set in general. But I feel like Chambers is very comfortable on the ball. You know, I think you see it in fullback as well. He don't mind tight spaces. I know there's um, I know there's a difference between receiving the ball in tight spaces centrally to goal. So if you lose the ball in the centre of midfield, you're you're in Schitt's Creek. Whereas maybe if you lose it out wide, uh, it isn't as big of a danger. But I feel like he's very adept in um you know tight space control he can get out of danger relatively well he's not he's not great at it by no means but i'm just saying in in relation to Xhaka, i think he's better at it um passing range yeah i mean Xhaka maybe has better passing range but when does jaka ever get the time to to exercise it you know um i don't i don't i don't really see what jaka brings to the table that chambers can't do yeah
0: fair fair enough um i mean i don't really want to see it full stop no but um but
3: no yeah. I, yeah let me let me just get my point in there i don't want to yeah. see it uh <laughs> i'm just saying it's i would rather that over what we have currently yeah fair enough um <laughs> some stupid questions man who would win in a fight between Colleen rooney and Re- rebecca Bardi? Hello. oh where's yeah, Sean yeah. gone? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, oh, you're yeah. supposed to laugh at the joke, Sean. Yeah.
0: Sorry, sorry, I, I was on mute in it. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. We got the laughing. Yeah. <laughs> that was from Pop Belly Four. Uh, but but who who do you think would win? I think I think Colleen, uh Rooney would probably I mean, win it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruv, they're them Scouse people, they're they're on job, man. She's yeah. she, she's banging her up. So yeah.
3: Yeah, she uh, got uh, she got Rooney on her team as well. No the fuck, with Rooney? <laughs> um, last question. Uh, do you so Guna London underscore asked? Do you think uh, Arsenal contributed to Ozil's decline since we made him play with Giroud, Walcott, and Welbeck during his best years?
0: We didn't help him, but I don't think. Natu- I mean, he's 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 30, 31 now. It's, it's natural like that. He's going to be declining. You know I mean, you got to remember as well. Ozil burst onto the scene when he was like eighteen. The, the, I think there's something to be said, you know, for sometimes for footballers, especially as the game gets more and more athletic is that naturally your your, your body just gets done more early like remember like with Rooney and Fabregas those are two great examples like at 16 they were ready they were playing first team men's football at a high level already but by the time they were 30 they were just like they're tired innit? Like and, mm-hmm. and that's and, and that's that's fine like you, you're, you're playing high intensity football non-stop every three days year after year eventually your your body's gonna tire so I, I just think I think that there's a myriad of reasons with with Ozil. Obviously, he's not fancied by the manager. Um, issues with the German national setup, but I do also agree. Yeah, he's, he's declined physically. That's that's evident as well. So, um, there, there, there's a as a myriad of reasons of what why he's obviously not the player he used to be. And also, yeah, we didn't help him. he he, he imagined like he played with poverty players when he first came yeah. to Arsenal. So, and do, obviously,
3: do, do you think that's a sign of? So, if we were to take Urzu um, as an example going forward, yeah. So, like. I don't know if you've seen, um, what's that show that I just watched about serial killers? Um, I don't know, what was it bloody called? I need to find out now. But basically what they do is, yeah, is they take a profile of a serial killer yeah, and they try... And um, I'm not saying that was a serial killer, by the way. What's um, going on here? I'm just, I'll, I'll get to my <laughs> point. Let me land, yeah. Let me land, let me land. Uh. Right, so they take the, um, the profile of a serial killer and they try and, like, recognise characteristics, yeah? And uh, they try and, like, re- uh, try and find, c- f- like, future serial killers or try and find out ongoing serial killers, like, find out who they are. So I'm just wondering would you be has ozil put you off completely of shopping from a big club from a player who um you know has achieved pretty much everything and yeah essentially would that put you off shopping in that market that a player that's that fits those kind of characteristics of you know maybe the motivation has gone to play at at the you know at a, a level below you know he's played with these quality players before does he want to come down and, and make the step below
0: um, I, I don't know if when we signed him he was lacking motivation We because you got to remember like because like I said he broke through so early we signed Urza when he was 24 like he was still young you know what I mean so it's just that like he had a lot of success very early like both with um in, in Germany with, with the national team and at Real Madrid as well. So obviously it was a step. Mindhunter,
3: sorry. Yeah. Mindhunter oh, Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, yeah no, no. So, so so it was a step down, but I just um yeah, a combination of we didn't help him. Um and, and also what, after his first year at Arsenal he won the World Cup in it. So naturally that that was like yeah, he, he had pretty much hit his pinnacle then. Um and we were never gonna win the Champions League. So mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, it, it, motivation will naturally always go down but I don't think it was only really for me within the last sort of like year that he's looked like he doesn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say, did what, do you think he didn't care before?
3: It's not that I don't think he cared. I just think at the top level, your mentality needs to be on point. If you do not have highly motivated players, then it may be only be a difference of five to 10%, but that five to five to 10% at the top level matters so much. And my issue with Ozil has always been mentality. It's always been mentality. And it's the reason why I didn't want... You know, when we were linked with Benzema, I didn't really fancy it. I just thought, this guy's just going to come to London and have a jolly-up. He's not going to take it seriously. And I don't really blame him. You know, he's making a shitload of cash. And, you know, he's living in London. And, you know, he's achieved everything. He's played with the best players. I'm... I just don't I, I don't really blame him it's just that I wouldn't want that type of player in my team again not if you want to achieve big things it's, and it's... I st- I want the young hungry not not maybe not young but I want players who still feel like they've got a point to prove and I don't feel like Ozil came to Arsenal with a point to prove
0: mm. to to be fair it's an interesting point you you, you make about sort of the young players because uh, Pep has often said that he prefers working with younger players is like they're more open and like receptive to like ideas like obviously you know since he's been at City he hasn't actually signed any established world star they've just been like a lot of young talented players with a lot sure. of potential that they that they, he's probably built them up to world level now but he was I think he often said as well you know when he went to Bayern that was hard because he went to Bayern just after they had won the treble like mm-hmm. there, there, there was literally and that was with an aging group so his challenge was to get them more receptive to his ideas but Naturally, they were already declining physically, so it was a, so 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 it was tough. Um, I, I, it's 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 an interesting debate to be had. Some managers prefer working with um star players. Others are like, no, 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 give me young players like that. I can that I can work with. I think Pep and Klopp are probably more more in that school of thought. Whereas like, um, because Ancelotti went to because obviously Ancelotti moved to Real Madrid after what Jose got sacked and he won the Champions yeah, League right. didn't he? So, um, so some some, I, I think it's also dependent on the. The, the personality of the manager, and also you have to understand the personality of the of the coaches as well. Maybe Mourinho was too volatile for Real Madrid, whereas Ancelotti was more of just a uh, he was more of a calming presence in it. And would, would players... you say
3: that it is like more of a manager coach thing? So a manager maybe wouldn't mind working with higher profile players, uh, you know, whereas maybe a coach wants to work with you know young, hungry players. You know, is, is that maybe a a, a a point to make?
0: I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Some managers are very... In in terms of... Because someone like Ancelotti, for example, he doesn't really... He's not a manager you'd say has a style.
3: No.
0: Um, But at the same time, I've never really heard managers... I mean, players bad mouth Ancelotti. Mm -hmm. Um, So he, he seems to me like someone who can handle egos. Like, we know with Emery, for example... He couldn't... He can't handle goes. Yeah. He, sh- he, he showed it at PSG. He's showing it here now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I think maybe, yeah, you've got to know the personality of your, of your manager as well. Sure. And if, if, if they can cultivate that and if they can help to get the... Because I think, you know, sometimes with stars, like half the battle is just getting them on side because obviously, you know, they already have the talent. So it, it's about making sure you can kind of cultivate that talent so you can e- extract the best from them. Because it was quite interesting to hear like I don't know if you saw the quotes the moment like Thomas Tuchel was hired by PSG and he, he, have you seen the quotes from like Neymar and Verratti mm-hmm. They were like it kind of felt like a, a weight's been lifted off their shoulders as well and they can they just feel more a lot more expressive. So for me that, that that's kind of very, very telling as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um it's 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 hard it's hard to know. Um like for example, yeah, so I would hope um that our next manager, especially with the way we're building the squad, is also someone who's who's kind of young, progressive and who can get through to, obviously since we're promoting who can get through to young players as well and mm-hmm. who, can get, who can get the best out of them Um because I, I don't think that's that's all if, sort of, if you could was,
3: sign Urzu again would you
0: yeah 100% because I think that's a quality we, like uh, quality alone 100% Um
3: knowing maybe, what you know about Urzu now would you have signed him What is in the
0: what, what do I what, know that he's going to come with baggage like after the World Cup and stuff yeah, or yeah it depends on the manager. Mm-hmm. I think that 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 would be what highly influences my my, my decision making process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably currently not. If we had a manager who who knew how to to to, to get the best out of him, it was interesting because obviously Mourinho seems to be one of the ones who got the best out of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, sometimes you just don't know in it. Like you you generally you generally just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for for us definitely going forward, hopefully. We have a young young progressive manager, I don't know if you saw this evening um they were saying Mourinho rejected well he rejected the Leon job because he's still oh, waiting really? for yeah he rejected so obviously yeah Leon Saaxeylvino in it so um so he re- so he rejected the Leon job because mm. he's um, he's hoping for an offer that comes from England, but I'm like who realistically who who realistically in what? England who can it come for? it can only be either us or Spurs, I'm thinking sure
3: but it, it, so it, did he say like a big club in England?
0: Well, who else is he going to manage? Well,
3: I always get the feeling that he's just going to go and join Wolves. <laughs> no, honestly, well, I think that. Really? Way. Yeah, because of just his links to what's his name? Oh, um, Jorge Mendes. Yeah. Jorge Mendes,
0: well, yeah. To, to be honest, I I feel like he's playing a waiting game because I feel like Poch won't. Poch is gonna leave Spurs this summer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like that's just come to a natural conclusion mm-hmm. and um I'm hoping obviously on our front that we can get top four and we can part ways with Emery. So he might just be waiting to see what happens with the Arsenal Spurs jobs. And you've got to remember, one of the reasons I think he was unhappy at United, he's a he's a London he loves London, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, he's so, out of a hotel, Yeah, yeah he <laughs> living no. out of a hotel with Manchester. So like from a <laughs> geographical perspective, Spurs yeah. and Arsenal make a lot of sense for him. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't know if Spurs would go for it, but I don't know if Arsenal would go for it either. I mean just because of like I said, the way we are building the squad now, I don't know if that's I would sort of... I would hope not. I would Yeah I mean I mean, <laughs> g- generally I, I would hope not anyway. I, I don't yeah. want the but I don't know if that's the sort of thing that would interest Raul. I mm-hmm. mean you'd hope not, because everything that Edu, Raul, Mertesacker Mur- Sacker especially It'd be a though, step
3: in the opposite direction, Yeah, yeah, it? exactly.
0: Be... Stylistically mm-hmm. in terms of what we're trying to do, it's a complete step the other way. So sure. um um you you'd hope not. So um but yeah
3: alright cool well that was uh, an interesting episode um, you know I think we did quite well so you know listen if you've got to the end of the pod and you've enjoyed it give us our kudos and credit <laughs> because uh, you know it's man not deep. easy doing two man deep pods no, right Yeah, not, especially not, talking about something that you know um, is
0: yeah not very interesting with Arsenal but yeah
3: exactly we've <laughs> beaten a dead dog out of it you know what I mean yeah. so um, alright Sean it was nice to have you on the pod obviously um, yes, mate. You, where can people find you
0: uh yeah uh what's my uh, oh yeah SVR I don't know, you change it every
3: week yeah bro yeah, well, well if if Ndombelli
0: had, had come <laughs> I wouldn't have needed to change it but yeah um so yeah svr Pepe on Twitter yeah or
3: um oh yeah still sv Belly on Insta as well so yeah oh, wow, okay. <laughs> uh, you wanna you wanna give out the Insta yeah fair you're, you're married <laughs> in it so it's like let me let me keep I it quiet in it. But yeah, you can catch us on the Touchy Gooners on yeah, Twitter yeah, and yeah. use the hashtag TouchdownFuckers. And we'll be back after the international break. Cheers, guys. Peace. To 2 2, and we've still
1: got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil Lacazette Ozil Go! Go! Go this team, but it right. One, man head yeah, right. right, man could have had that fight, but I'm mean gonna walk on sight. Man had to drop that mic. You're not going to spit this time. Trying to work with the good well, energy, making to work with the bad man fight. It's amazing. Like, oh. It's a it. That's, foul. Man, That's the response of the for my team in the time I played. Chelsea, Man, can I I get the floor, lost he their that focus guy. in the joy I of equalising. But I see you Man could have had that fight, but I'm gonna mean, walk on side. Man has to drop that yeah, I So I'm right the and can can he go all the way bad. here? Just like like it is wonderful play from Arsenal. <crazy> <laughs> Arsenal philosophy the put into practice, I'm and not even Barcelona can back come back up with an answer. So the got got worthy answer. Trust me.